Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please feel free to share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes with Trey Blossman and myself. The clock is ticking. We'll talk NFL, NBA, MLB, college football, high school football, fall sports, Lots of hard-hitting topics from Trey Blossman and myself on this episode of Sports Takes. It's all a part of Talking Sports with TK. Feel free to connect with me on social media. I'm happy to do that. Tommy Chrysan, K-R-Y-S-A-N, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Talking Sports with TK has its own Facebook and Instagram account. We're going to check out a quick message from our uh, podcast host, Anchor. Great way for you to learn about how to do a podcast, have some fun, make some money. Then we'll come back and we'll be joined by Trey Blossman for another episode of Sports Takes. Stay tuned. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. In three, two, we continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan, about to be joined by Trey Plossman for another episode of Sports Takes. We got some good hard-hitting stuff for you today. Going to get right to it. First, we say hello, Trey Blossman. Trey, how are you doing today? Tommy, I'm doing good. Doing good. I can't believe we're past the 4th of July. Time is just flying by. It is flying by, and the clock is ticking in the sports world in a lot of ways. We want to start off talking about the NFL so much being talked about and mentioned and, you know, black national anthem going to be played in week one and uh, COVID testing. What's going to happen if they have to start and stop? They've already trimmed the preseason from four games to two, uh, eliminating the first and fourth game to have a buffer between what will now be the second preseason game and the season opener. They are reacting and, and being proactive to some degree uh, about this COVID thing. And now that you just said it, Trey, we're past July 4th. The clock is ticking. Are we going to have NFL football? And if we do, I don't know how many people are going to pay attention with, with the way they have responded to everything happening in our world, in our country these days. Well, there's so much going on. It, it would cause your head to spin if you tried to even follow just some of it, Tommy. And, uh, you know, we're getting to the point that NFL teams would be in camp in another week or so. And they're still talking about when do we report what day, how many players will there be reporting, what will be the cutback, you know, the cutoff dates for rosters. Uh, that's one side of it is the logistics of getting the season started. But that's just part of the craziness, Tommy. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes announced this afternoon, signs a new extension over $40 million per year. The total deal is almost a half a billion dollars. I have a feeling that attendance in stadiums and television viewership this fall is going to be down for the NFL. 
Is this a smart time to be extending players with those kinds of contracts, Tommy? Have we seen a peak in the value of sports franchises? Will sports franchises continue to be a situation where if you buy one and you hold it for a decade and you sell it, you make millions and hundreds of millions of dollars? Or or is this going to go the other way? Will the value of the ownership of a sports franchise be less in five years than it was in January of 2020? These are just some of the things I've been thinking about. Well, I, I agree that it's heading the other way. Where, you know, there's got to be a tipping point. And, you know, this is not about Patrick Mahomes or it's not about the Kansas City Chiefs, but a 10-year deal for $450 million, considering the current atmosphere, if you will, of the NFL and the uncertainty with COVID and fans attending or not, and then how many want to attend after everything the NFL has, has come out and done recently uh, from different owners to the league office, et cetera. I, I think it's kind of it's almost foolish that they would announce this contract now. And again, this is not about Mahomes. It's not about the Chiefs. This is about the big picture because there is more uncertainty today about the NFL than there has ever been. And when I say uncertainty, I'm talking about value of franchise, as you referred to, TV contracts going forward, collective bargaining agreements, the whole nine yards. I mean, it, it, it's kind of kind of crazy and. And you and I were talking earlier, man, I, I got so many friends. And obviously you and I have lots of friends who like sports who just say, I'm not watching the NFL no more. They're going to put Black Lives Matter on a uniform and not let somebody put Trump 2020. I mean, why watch that? I mean, you, you can find something else to do with your time and your money. And I, I think the NFL's in for a rude awakening. I think they have miscalculated the unintended consequences of all the actions that they are doing in reaction to everything happening in the United States, uh, our, our country, as we speak. Well, Tommy, just part of the craziness, longtime Washington Redskins sponsor FedEx suddenly finds the name Redskins offensive. They've involved, been involved in sponsoring that team for, I think, 20, 21 years, if I remember correctly. Never once did they suggest that they needed to have a new name. But now, all of a sudden, in 2020, the name Redskins, which most of the elder Native Americans that I've heard interviewed on this subject actually like the name Washington Redskins. They think it honors their forefathers as brave warriors. It's not a negative connotation. But all of a sudden, that has to be changed as you mentioned, and I hadn't heard this till you told me this before we started recording, the NFL now considering joining the NBA and allowing players to put social justice messages on the back of their jerseys where their names should be. But obviously, they're not going to let anybody put MAGA or Trump 2020 just the same as they wouldn't let Tim Tebow kneel. Tim Tebow kneeling for the greatest reason on earth to ever kneel in the glory of God, our Savior, that's no good, but you can kneel to dishonor the country because some thug got killed by a cop. Uh, where are we going with this? It's utter insanity, Tommy. And if people like you and me are outnumbered, we're going to find out in the fall that we're doomed as a nation. This is not the place for us. I hope that there's enough patriotic Americans who understand capitalism is good and socialism is bad to save us from seriously pending doom. The left wing of the Democrat Party has taken over. 
what you see on TV at night in these big cities, that is our future if we let it go that way. Uh, I, I didn't mean to go off in that direction, but it's something I feel very strongly about. And I feel like people like me and you, Tommy, we're being pushed up against the wall right now. Are we going to stay with our backs to the wall or are we going to come out swinging? I, I agree with you. And I mean, the NFL, uh, again, I don't know how much they've thought this thing out. And where do you draw the line? Where does it stop? Stickers on helmets, messages on uniforms. I mean, we, we, you know, where does it stop? I mean, it's like you got to draw the line in the sand somewhere, good or bad. Whether you agree or disagree, sooner or later, the line's got to get drawn in the sand. And the NFL appears to just be jumping in directions and jumping and not having any boundaries, if you will. And again, you know, all actions have unintended consequences. And I, I think the NFL has miscalculated those. I could be proven wrong. I, I understand that. But, you know, TV ratings, actual fan attendance, if fans are allowed. I mean, then what, what happens if, you know, one team has a bunch of players test positive and, and they can't play the next week? How do you balance a schedule? I mean, it, it, it's craziness. It's insanity, you know. Due to, you know, the, this pandemic hoax that's been perpetuated on, on the American people and on the world and the NFL, you know, they, they kind of were OK because when this thing broke, they had a window of time to gather information, learn and make decisions. Well, that clock's ticking, as I said earlier, and a lot of the decisions they have made are not going to be re reacted to favorably by their most of their fans. Well, Tommy, I'll say this. I love to watch football of any kind. I mentioned to you again before we recorded, I watched the LSU-Florida game from this past fall over the weekend. Enjoyed it every bit as much as I did when I watched it live. And I've seen it several times, and I continue to enjoy that. And right now in this sports-starved world, that's what we're down to if we want to watch is replays. But I will promise you this, and you touched on it. We both know many, many people that tell us they're not going to watch the NFL this season. Here's the decision that I have made. This is the only way I can send a message to the NFL. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch the NFL. I'm saying I am not spending $299 for the NFL season ticket, which I have had since it first became available to me 20 or so years ago on satellite television. I'm not going to buy it. I'll watch the Saints on Fox or if they're on a night game, I'll get all the primetime games. I'll get two or three games every Sunday afternoon. I'll get Monday night football. I'll get Sunday night football. But I'm not going to pay a penny for any other broadcast from the NFL. And that's just me, Tommy. But I am the hardcore NFL fan. I am that guy. And I'm, I'm going to give up spending any money with them. Yeah, and you know, a lot to still be decided. A lot of questions to still be answered. And as we sit here shortly after the Fourth of July, there's no one who knows whether we're going to see an NFL preseason game or a regular season game. I, you know, I have no idea at this point. Now we do these podcasts once or twice a week, and we appreciate all our listeners uh, tuning in to Sports Takes, uh, our podcast here with Trey Blossman and myself, and uh, we're, we're going to keep coming at you there's no question about it but nobody really knows what's up with the nfl also the nba 
trying to get started, having trouble with testing, having lots of positive tests. Milwaukee Bucks had to shut down their training facility. I mean, there's already some significant inconsistencies and issues that have surfaced in the NBA's attempt to restart their season. MLB is having its issues as well. And again, the clock is ticking. I don't know if we're going to see any more NBA this year. Well, Tommy, as each day passes, it becomes less and less likely. I'd like them to get started again, if for only one reason. Our Pelicans were playing really well and were healthy. The lineup that had been starting for them the last couple of weeks before the break on March 12th was winning. And I'd like to see them play some more games together and taste the playoffs as we look forward to next year. But uh, as you said, that becomes less and less likely each day. Three Pelicans tested positive. I haven't seen a release of the names, but I know that two Denver Nuggets tested positive. Uh, I know that there have been players on each team that have tested positive. And then you have the players that are announcing that they're not going to play, uh, led by Victor Oladipo, who is the best player on his team, announcing that he's not going to play. Some other names, Avery Bradley of the Lakers, who is not a big name, but is a very solid player for them. Uh, DeAndre Jordan has announced that he's not going to play. So there's some decent, you know, named players that said they're just not going to put themselves at risk to do this. Uh, So we'll continue to watch the NBA, but I'd love to see the Pelicans just from a selfish standpoint as a Pelicans fan. I'd like to see them play some more games, but otherwise I don't have much interest in the NBA this year. Major League Baseball also having some issues uh, and they've had quite a number of players, including some top marquee names, opt out of playing. Trey, this also brings us to college football. We've had more than a handful of games that have been canceled across the country. Uh, We've had a a D2 or a D3 school. Morehouse College said they're not going to play football due to COVID-19. University of Kansas suspended all workouts. Of course, former LSU Tiger coach Les Miles is the coach at Kansas due to an outbreak. You know, it's almost, you know, schools from each of the Power Five conferences have reported issues, including LSU with having at least 30 people test positive. And, and that number, I've been told here in Dad Rouge, that number's really uh, closer to 50 instead of 30. Um, so there's some unknown. I was talking with a group of friends last night. I, I don't know if we're going to have college football. Uh, and I don't like the idea of pushing it to the spring. That was suggested by a couple of national outlets because then you mess up the next year's thing and, you know, right. the NFL right. draft. And I mean, you, you, you either play it when you normally play it, maybe a shortened version, but I don't think you play college football next April and May or March, April, May, and then throw the whole calendar out of whack going forward. I mean, you can't do everything at one time. You got to cancel something. You got to cancel something. Nobody wants it for lots of reasons, but you may have to do it. Uh, I, I don't know if LSU is going to play football or if college is going to play football. And if they do, uh, being told there'll be no tailgating, there'll be no fans in the stands uh, initially. All of that could change. All of that could change. But that's where we sit as we embark here. We're, we're one week into July now. Well, you know, at some point in time, we 
need to move forward with everything and let those that are willing to take certain risks take those risks, Tommy. Uh, be that I'm going to sit in the stands and I'm going to wear a mask except for when I'm taking a bite of food or a sip of my beverage, and I'm willing to risk that, and so might another 30 or 50,000 people. That's great, okay? But we can't keep telling people that we can't do anything. Things have to start moving forward. Uh, I don't want to get into the myriad of reasons why some places are holding back and opening up. We hear, oh, there's been a resurgence in cases, but then you read, as you and I, again, talked before we started recording, uh, if somebody tests four times positive, they count that as four cases. So we really don't know what to believe. We don't know who's telling the truth, even about the simplicity of a mask. Some people say we all need to be wearing masks, and some people say like wearing a mask is a joke. So uh, I, we don't know what the truth is at this point. I hope we regain some sanity moving forward, Tommy. By the way, uh, the potential lack of having a football season at any level this fall is causing a surge in commitments of high school athletes who feel like they're not going to be seen by coaches as many times as maybe they would be uh, committing where they have offers. LSU picked up three commitments last week. Yeah. Yeah. So many unknowns that, you know, speaking of high school kids and sports, uh, Louisiana state Senator Cleo Fields has asked the Bessie Board, which is the Board of Elementary and Secondary Education, to suspend all athletic activities in Louisiana for the fall. Meetings, workouts, games, all of that. And there's a Bessie Board meeting on July 14th that that's going to be addressed at. That's merely, you know, that's approximately a week away. So, I mean, the, the effect is widespread and nobody knows, and I don't know when anybody is going to know until we get to, you know, LSU is supposed to open the season September 5 at home against Texas San Antonio. You might not know until September 2 or 3 whether that game is going to take place. That's the reality of it. That's the way it is right now. And, uh, you know, as I began this uh, podcast uh, with the phrase, the clock is ticking, it's ticking a little louder than it was a month or two ago. Yeah, oh, there's no doubt about that. And it will continue to do so. Yeah, and also on a closing note, uh, Charlie Daniels passed away at the age of 83. I, I can admit that since my high school days, which was a long time ago, I've spent a lot of hours listening to Charlie Daniels and the Charlie Daniels band and, and enjoyed it a lot. I have seen him in concert, not recently, years ago. I saw him in the Superdome in New Orleans, and I also uh, saw him one time down in Tampa, Florida at an outdoor arena. But anyway, uh, I, I thank Charlie for, for quite a few hours of entertaining me. Not that his music's going to go away, but he was also a, a big Trump supporter and and uh, he, he had lots to say on Twitter. I followed him on Twitter. He had a lot of political things to say there. But uh, rest in peace, Godspeed to, to Charlie Daniels. He was an incredible man, Tommy. Not only a superb musician, but uh, an American patriot. He had beliefs, strong beliefs about politics, and he wasn't afraid to share them. Uh, I've been a fan since high school. His album, Fire on the Mountain, came out when I was in 10th, 11th grade, fabulous record. Uh, it made him a star. He became a much bigger star when he recorded The Devil Went Down to Georgia some years later. 
But uh, if anybody out there is a Charlie Daniels fan, check out this song. You probably hadn't heard of it. It's on his second album, Tate John, Grease and Wolfman. It's called Great Big Bunches of Love. Check that out for sure. Trey, we might have to pop out another episode of Sports Takes later this week as, again, that clock is ticking and uh, we may have plenty more to talk about. Certainly, early part of next week, we'll fire another one out. As always, Trey, uh, fun doing these podcasts with you, and we certainly appreciate all the people that listen, share it on social media, tell their friends about it, give us some feedback. It's all really good and really cool. And as one of your friends said, we may be talking about a lot of music this fall, but that'll be okay because you and I love that. We can do that. All right, Tommy. Thank you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.